Hey everybody, I'm Chris. I'm Steven. We like board games. And beer. We decided to pair them. We think you should too. Welcome to Table Hops. What's up? Not much. See how we change that up? <laughs> Halloween. I, I love Halloween. Halloween's yeah. the best. Halloween's your favorite holiday, it right? It is my favorite holiday. Yeah? What do you like about Halloween? I like that it's all about like horror themed stuff and debauchery and just being silly. Okay. Without the stress. I okay. like there's a lot of a lot of a lot of other holidays have like a stress behind it. Okay. I never feel that on Halloween. Interesting. That or St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Valentine's Day, Christmas, those kind of things. There's a little bit of like stress that can really? go along with those. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The only time I feel stressed is during like family activities yeah that maybe that's what i'm also thinking like you know yeah. you, thanksgiving you have all the family over you're like when's it gonna go back <laughs> when's when's grandma gonna you know right when's chris gonna take his pants off you know family stuff yeah you know that's not where i was going but sure <laughs> what are you drinking i'm currently drinking the mischief ipa the hoppy belgian style ale so it's like a mix of a ipa and a belgian uh, by the brewery it's, it's very tasty yeah, it, um, it reminds me a lot of Golden Monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite tasty. Yeah, I like it a lot. I feel it's good for like people that may not be super into that super... I don't know what the word is. It's like a sweetness that Belgians have. Not malty. It's a weird... It's just a Belgian taste. I, I, that's, yeah. I It's Belgian-y. I don't know what is causing it, but it's a yeast strain that does it. Yeah. But it's that specific flavor. I feel like this is a... Sort of tones it down a bit. Are there any other like... Belgians that are like this level. You mean like in terms of uh, not being overly Belgian? Yeah. yeah. Single is pretty light. Hardywood single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I a good gateway that. Belgian, I guess is what you could call it. Yeah. But like Duchess and stuff might be a little intense, <laughs> you know, writing in the right into that. I do like Duchess. Though. Yeah, me too. I like Belgians just all around though. Yeah. So, but anyway, very tasty. Yeah. Have you had any new, uh, new beers this week? I sure have. Yes. Um, so, uh, my third favorite beer of the week mm-hmm. is the Sunshine Orchard Ooh. from Doug's Brewing. It's I haven't a, heard of Doug's Brewing. Really? No. Neither had I, but I liked the can art, how it was all, like, it's it's very uh, geometric and, like, Yeah, it patterning. reminds me of, um, oh, I'm going to feel dumb not knowing this guy's name. The soup can guy. Campbell's? No, not Campbell's. The, the oh, Andrew Warhol. And, oh, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol? Yeah. Andrew Warhol. Andrew. Mr. Warhol. Um, so this is a Dippa 8% um, from Sweden. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, these, this is part of a series called their Lavish Liquid Series. Okay. Uh, where they kind of go way out of left field with their flavors. Okay. Um, so this, to me, tasted very, uh, it's very citrusy. Okay. Right? But it was... Super clear. I could, I could see everything. Okay, through. so it's extremely filtered. It was extremely filtered. Um, so normally you're not expecting that like citrus punch in your face, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it was great. It was. It's nice and solid. I do think um, it's the the thing that it was missing for me is that hop aftertaste. Okay. Um, it was just all citrus. Okay. I got you. Um, but it was super good. Okay. And it's a it's a dip up. Yep. It's okay. a dip up. So interestingly enough, I also had the uh, the trash panda 
Um, and I forgot the name of the brewery, but they're out of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And it, I had the same thing where <laughs> it's not Collective Arts, right? No, no, it's uh, it's not them. It's a brewery I hadn't heard of before. Okay. But I'll wait till you uh, are done pouring beer on your phone. <laughs> it's good to see some decent Canadian beer come down from Canada because, like, they're kind of hit or miss for me. You know, I love Canada, but sometimes I go to their breweries and I'm like, oh, this is not. Dude, the only the only brewery, the only brewery I've ever had that I've liked everything from them is Collective mm-hmm. Arts. Collective Arts is fantastic. I really like Unibrew too, though. But they are very heavy Belgian. Yeah, like that's their shebang. Yeah, but um, but I'm saying like Collect Arts does like everything, mm-hmm. and I've never had a beer from them I didn't like. Yeah, they're super solid. Yeah, um, but these guys, this is Parallel Forty Nine. It's Trash Pandy New England IPA, and and like you said, it's it has the flavor to it, but it's they're not overly hoppy. And I wonder if that's just because it's not an American IPA. Like huh, because they're both yeah. from other countries, they kind of like everything I go when I go up to Canada and try the beer there. I'm like, if it's an American, like if like an IPA. It always tastes weak to me. Okay. And I think it might just be a cultural thing. Okay. Because everything they have is more on the smooth what side. Is, what is their, like, Budweiser? Uh, uh, Molson. Okay. Molson and the other one is Levat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. When I went up to Montreal, they did have a, you know, a decent amount of breweries. Mm-hmm. But everything I had, I'm like, this does not taste like what I expected it to taste. Like, their right. stouts were kind of weak, too. It's just kind of meh. But anyway. Oh, my God. These, these, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the the description on this. The urban trash panda will set will spend most of his life scouring garbage bins for the dankest, juiciest hops that the <laughs> northwest coast can can offer. Don't be fooled by this bandit's cute little mask. The snarling vermin won't leave any can unturned. That's great. The can art's super cute too. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh so what else do you got there? My second favorite beer mm-hmm. was the no tag backs. Dippa from Precarious Beer Project. I almost picked that up. Just from the 90s. Right? Canard, it's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It tastes like a, a creamsicle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in like... Like, it's not like a creamsicle beer. Okay. But it tastes like that orange creamy right. feel. Um, almost a, like it's like a lactose IPA like mixed in, but it's not. There's no lactose in it? Mm-hmm. No. Um, it is uh, 7.5% uh, with Idaho 7, which I... Yeah, I don't know that one either. So Idaho 7, um, it's like uh, like X-23. It's like all these experimental strains yeah. of hops mm-hmm. that they're trying. Um, and apparently there's a bunch of them where uh, like different companies are doing it. So Okay. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot more experimental hops. And then I guess after they continuously use it, then they bother giving it a name. I don't know. This might yeah. be this might be something where it's what it is. I don't see it. Yeah. I'm trying to find really quick. Oh, here it is. All right. So like, I also went to um, Foster Hunt the other day, mm-hmm. and they had two dippers. They had one that was a um, just a double IPA, and one that was a habanero peach dipper. Okay. And I don't really like spicy. Yeah. Um, it just tasted like salsa to me. <laughs> like it was yeah. Like, so I actually have that. Okay. Um, it, it's not spicy. Mm-mm. It has a little bit of smoke, but it's not no, crazy. It's, it's, the habanero is, is off-putting. Like, it's not... Yeah. It doesn't taste like a habanero. Yeah. It's not, like, burning. It tastes more like a peach ale than right. anything else. Well, with that, with, like, a... I don't know if it's a vinegar taste that I'm tasting, but it's, like, a... It's not a gallo kind of it's thing. Not I don't good. like it. No. Okay, well, then, good. If you don't like it, then yeah. <laughs> I can say it's not. It's not, the be- it's not the pepper. It's just... It's not... Not a good mix. Yeah. So, the Eye Contact Double IPA uh, has three different types of hops. It has... 
Galena, Uquanaut. I have not heard of that one. And Medusa Hops, which I also haven't heard of that. And apparently that's grown in Chesapeake, which is pretty cool. Huh. Um, but that one was really, really good. It reminded me a lot of, do you remember that IPA we had at Triple Notch with that melon something? Oh, yeah. Three Notch, sorry. Three Notch. Yeah. That, yeah. It tasted a lot like that. Okay. It's very good. I was a big fan. Gotcha. Um, so my last one is uh, not on this table, unfortunately, but uh, was easily my favorite beer of the weekend. Okay. Um, it is from Adroit Theory, mm. and it is uh, their triple IPA, their, their current triple IPA, right? right? Uh, now I Am Death, Destroyer of Worlds. That sounds fantastic. Um, so it's a uh, triple IPA that is a 9.5%. You ready for this? Yep. 98 ABU. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dude, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. It was great. I'll check that out. Um, lots of, uh, lots of, like, kind of fruity, like, um, but more like the, like, papaya. Okay. Papaya mango. Right. Spectrum, not yeah. the, like, citrus. Punch to the face. Right. Yeah. No, that does sound really good. Um, not super sweet. They do have, um, my, my favorite thing, you know, how Adroit Theory has all the pairings. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they suggested pairing it yep. with a ghost chili pepper beef deckle. Ooh, that yeah. sounds super fancy. Right? Um, and then the, the cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're not a I cigar don't guy. Cigars, but I know they go in the mouth. They do go in the mouth. <laughs> um, the, the Monty number two is like... Is that a, it, it, it's high up there on, on my cigars, so okay. it makes sense yeah. like why why sure. this like hits me. It just like it was crazy that that was that flavor profile. Just, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, you did. It's super good. Um, the last two beer things I had was the dipper that you brought to my Halloween party, that Galactic Detour. Oh yeah, which was a a, a collaboration between Gier, Virginia Beer Company and Benchtop Brewing, mm-hmm. both of which I like a lot, and it was delicious. Yeah, big fan. Um, for that, and the last thing I had, which I was, ha- it was like a happy surprise. I-, I wanted to get just some party beer. Yeah. But I don't usually go with the Bud Light and stuff like that. So right. I usually get a party pack. I was going to go with Sam Adams Oktoberfest, uh-huh. but instead I went with the Saranac German pack. Oh, yeah. And all of those were actually pretty solid. Yeah. Saranac's hit or miss with me, but those were all pretty good. I think um, it's also about quantity over quality at that point. So. When you go with the Variety pack. Yeah. Well, I also like variety packs because there's usually one in there that they don't release outside the variety pack. And sometimes it's a happy thing that you're like, oh, neat. Yeah. Devil's Backbone does a good variety pack. Mm-hmm. Um, Sierra Nevada variety pack, I think, is still king. Like their, their beer camp one. Their beer camp one is, yeah, yeah certainly. Certainly. Um, Stones are usually pretty good too. Yeah. But that's just because Stone beer is good. Sure. Although I find. Just because they have that nomenclature of IPA, usually usually a lot of their beers are IPAs. Right. In the variety pack. Some people like, like if I bring it to a party, they just, oh, they see IPA, I'm, like, oh, I'm not going to like it. Right. So, man. Even though they all taste completely different. Right. That's what it is. Well, that's why you have to educate them, Chris. I do. I have to sit them down and teach them. <laughs> How about games? Any new games? Um, New games? Or games that you've played... Uh, so, uh, last night, actually, we played a six-player Euphoria. Ooh! Yeah. That sounds super fun. Um, so, Euphoria, the uh, worker placement dice-rolling game from Stonemire Games. Post-apocalyptic kind of yeah. utopian. Utopian uh, society that you're trying to overthrow and mm-hmm. you know become the Euphorian ruler, as it were. Um, super cool. I don't like it at six. 
too slow or I think at um at, there's I don't know what it was, but there just wasn't enough like challenge? That's the right word. Like it like there was never a point where um like I was worried about getting in on a construction site or like worried that stars were gonna, you know, okay fill out. Are there more spaces open with more players? There are. Oh, is that okay? But not significantly more. Hmm. It just it's weird how it like how it ramps. We played it at two, four, and five. Okay, yeah. And I think four is my favorite. Okay. Um Do you think it's maybe one of those games where because there's so many people that everyone kinda of minds their own business? And there's not enough like Well there's no there's no competition, right? Because like your um when you you your die can get bumped by anybody. Okay, it was just the because the construction sites are the only like contested things. Like the allegiance tracks and the tunnels are also kind of contested. Okay, um, just because you want to get yours up there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even even having said, I don't really like it at six. I would still play it at six. Okay, mainly because it's probably one of the easier worker placement games to teach at six, and it's uh, I mean. The art's cool and I yeah I like the game a lot yeah the game's fun game's super fun what about you uh, the only game that was new to me was one that you showed me at our last game night and that was Campy Creatures mm-hmm. I like the game a whole lot and the game fun big fan of that game yeah so that's from Keymaster Games super fun um, artwork is fantastic like that's what brings it over the top is the components and the, the artwork because yeah, the so game itself is real solid but that's what like made me like oh this is super sweet yeah so the artwork is like. What like eighties monsters posters even like like early seventies classic yeah. the classic golden era of Hollywood like creature from the Black Lagoon yeah Dracula so, so the whole the whole idea behind it is that you are a mad scientist sending out these monsters to go collect mortals for you mm-hmm. um, which that in itself is like okay I'm, so I'm I'm there right um, and then the fact that it plays in like fifteen minutes mm-hmm. like um, makes it great and it scales. You know, two to two to five, pretty easily. And I, I like how there's the different survivors you shuffle into the victims deck or whatever it's called. Oh, the you're about the morals, yeah, yeah. Like they're all like the the engineers or whatever they're called versus the teenagers. Yeah, stuff. so they all they all provide a different strategy mm-hmm. for you know. Some yeah. of them want you to collect the most of them. Some of them want you to collect even versus odd, right? Um, which is cool. I do. Um, I have not played with. There's an expansion for it that came out. Okay. Um, I have it, but I haven't played with it yet. But it adds in some additional monsters into your hand. Okay. Um, and it also adds some additional uh, uh, mortals. Okay. More survivors. Whatever. Different types. Yeah. New type. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, it's cool. And I, you know, the box is cool. It doesn't need to be in that big of a box, but yeah. I think it's great. And the production yeah. value is like solid. Like the yeah. cards feel great. Do the wooden pieces? The wooden little. Oh yeah, for like the uh, clash meter and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and all the little eyes. Big fan of all that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, Speaking of our game night, huge turnout. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And a lot of people on Facebook came to that, and we were promoting it at the brewery, and it looks like it's just ramping up, which is exciting. November 20th is our next game night at O'Connor's Brewery, and we'll be featuring Codenames. Yeah, Codenames from uh, Check Games Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, Should be a fun time. We'll have have a couple tables of that going on. Uh, We'll probably bring back our classic coup. Cool is everyone, super fun. Everyone's cool. Um, and we'll then figure out one more. Yeah, probably some mysterious game to come. So you have to come out and check Find it out. out what it is because we don't know. <laughs> what is your feeling? I know some people feel a little weird about this. What do you feel about um, playing games with strangers? Uh, I think it's a okay. It depends on the game, right? Like a, a party esque game, like Codenames and stuff. I think it's a great thing to jump into. Okay, 
But you wouldn't play like Power Grid with somebody you didn't know. Unless I knew they were a gamer. Okay. Does that make sense? Because like there comes a point where I'm not the most patient person in the world. And and, you know, if I if it's a heavy strategy game and I'm teaching someone or playing with someone who's brand new, if I don't know them well enough, it might be pudding. I get you. Yeah, I don't know how to say that. I'm just a jerk. (laughs) No, yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I actually love playing with strangers. Okay. Uh, I think that's also just like... You like the danger? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I just... I enjoy playing with everybody. If I can play with other people, I'm going to play with other people. Oh, yeah. I definitely, yeah, I definitely like it's, it's new like, gamers. I don't yeah. know if Power Grid would be one I'd start with. Right. But What's your cutoff? Like a 30-minute game? Yeah, it's like a first date. I need to have an easy escape. You <laughs> need to have a way to kill yourself. Yes, I yeah. need a. I need a. Like, I don't want to start. Hey, nice to meet you. Let's play Twilight Imperium. <laughs> Everyone, buckle down. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, playing a lot of Control lately. Also from Keymaster Games. I haven't played Control. Uh, so Control is this super quick, super simple um, two-player game. Okay. Um, oh wait, the Time Machine one. Yeah. Yeah, I like that game a lot. I played yeah. that at. Um, Gen Con. No, before that, I played it at Maui Con. Oh, really? Yeah, a long time. And uh, I, I tried to order it, but it was always out of print. Okay, um, yeah. Well, they did a, re, a reprinting of it. Right. And they did it in this cool box. So it's like a two-piece box, and mm-hmm. it um, has like a neat little cutout for it. And all, all the art's been redone. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, um, I like that game. I didn't know it was their first game. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's super fun. You know, you, you have the... Um, not trick-taking, but it's like your... It's like war. Yeah. War. Yeah. It's like gamer war. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, super fun. All the different cards have different abilities, which is fun. Um, I like the whole time machine premise behind it. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. I, it's it's a fun game to just like, you know, like we're at a brewery, just sit down and play it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, size of a deck of cards. Yeah. So Big fan of that. anywhere. I don't think I've played anything new um, in terms of that. Yeah. Uh, that was the only game I'm excited to like. Have play you played it. anything not new? I've been playing a lot of D&D, yeah. but that's really about it. We did some Ravenloft stuff for oh, Halloween, cool. and it's super fun. And It's interesting to see, because I run my... My campaign is set 100 years before all published stuff, mm-hmm. so it's like people can't metagame it. Like, they can't know, oh, we're doing Curse of Strahd. Right. Of so, it's been uh, weird. Everyone does stuff like the way I don't expect them to. Like, what do you mean? Like, I set up in this adventure, and I ran it... So we split the two groups, uh-huh. and I ran the exact same module twice, and they both went extremely differently. Mm. Uh, but it was kind of cool just to see what people think. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you can see what people get along with and people don't. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like a social experiment. I'm just watching. <laughs> so there's one big news thing that I feel like we, we need to talk about. Big news in the beer community, and it's not pretty. Yeah, it's not good. No. Um, so founders uh, fired an employee. Mm-hmm. 2018. 2018, yeah. Lawsuit was filed uh, for racist reasons. Yeah. Where's Founders out of again? Michigan? It's one of the M states. Missouri? Massachusetts? Montana? Musty Chusets? Musty Chusets? Michigan. I was right. Look at you. Yeah, so um, the uh, employee was fired from Founders. Now, this was from the Detroit Brew Facility. Right. What would cause the, the big piling up happening now is that leaked disposition. Yeah. Well, from also the, from the manager. Yeah. Also the fact that their tap room was closed. Oh yeah. It's I closed mean, indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. Until further notice. Right. Um, so from what I understand, they let that Dominic Ryan guy go mm-hmm. and they just closed that, that, um, or indefinitely closed that 
Detroit group. This is just really sad because I love Founders beer. They make so much good beer. Uh, but there's no excuse for, you know, that type of behavior. Right. I thought that dis- uh, the, the deposition they put out was really awkwardly strange. Yeah. So um, the thing that I found the, the most strange was, and let me, I'm going to pull it up just to make sure that I quote it properly. Sure. Dominic Ryan, um, who was the manager who fired uh, Evans, right, who was their employee, said, I won't say whether, whether I knew Evans was black. Right. I don't know whether Barack Obama, Michael Jordan, or Kwame Kilpatrick are black because I've never met them. Yeah, that was really weird. And it was all a legal coaching thing. You can, it's oh, so awkward oh, as it has to be. Certainly. Right. But um, taking the wrong way. <laughs> taking way, way the wrong too, way. Yeah. You know, and some other fallout from this is that their founder's diversity and inclusion director resigned. Yes. Now, that's props, a, props for them having one. Sure. Right? Sure. They're a large enough company where it makes they sense. Have one, yeah. Right? But the fact that she resigned kind of goes to show that there's something happening there's something here. There, right. You know, in her resignation, she wrote this really scathing letter to the mm-hmm. to the owners. Still professional though, like I very professional, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was very like, look, I can't work for a company that right. like, does this and accepts this. Right. Um, she realized he was being used for face value. Yeah, and I think I get the PR reasons. You know, I I I work PR adjacent, so yeah. like. I have an understanding of that, but I get the PR reasons for not coming out and saying anything. But as soon as that lawsuit was filed, they should have they should have come out with a statement. They should have said, "Hey, look, this is a pending investigation. Whatever, right?" Exactly. And the uh, the co-founder and president, uh, that Dave en- Enbers yep. guy, he um, he also said, "Like, we should have jumped in on something. We should have cu- mm-hmm. said something immediately." I don't know if it's because it's disconnected from their. Like it's the Detroit one versus the central location one, and right. If that was part of it, I don't know. Um, I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Like, because there were some pretty hefty allegations, like with the printer names and everything. Oh yeah, I'm like, yikes! Like that's something that needs to be brought up immediately. Right. Yeah. Um, and I like the other thing was that zero tolerance policy, where they fired one but not the other. That's really screwed up. But again, we're just I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? So. First of all, I, I I hate to be this way, but it's Detroit. Yeah. Right? Like, you need to be a little bit more sensitive sure. to your clientele, mm-hmm. your employees. Right. You you can't have something labeled the white guy printer. You just no. you can't. No. You can't. Right. And you can't have something labeled the black guy printer. No. Like, and why would that ever be? Like, that's not acceptable anywhere. Right. right. And I don't, you know, they, they were like, oh, you know, we've built this culture for 22 years. And it's like, well, that's not. Well, the whole culture thing was uh, the Tracy Evans said that you need to develop your culture, right? And then uh, Dave Edinburgh was saying we've had this culture for the whole time we've been open, which you know, twenty two years is a long time, yeah. and things have changed. Oh yeah, uh, even you know, in the last five years, you know, yeah, things have changed. My and did you see this? So uh, Edinburgh said eighteen uh, percent of founders, six hundred plus employees, self identify as non Caucasian. <laughs> we celebrate folks from all different backgrounds and ethnicities. So they're saying it's cool that we fire this one black guy because we hire all these other black guys. I don't. Yeah, I feel like okay. So the whole thing, and this is a problem, is their defense is basically akin to some of my best friends are black. Like it's that right. argument. It exactly, it doesn't exactly. make sense. Also, completely unrelated. The picture of their founder he reminds me of the dinosaur hunter from um, Jurassic Park Two. 
<laughs> so just throwing that out. That is low civility, Chris. <laughs> that is super low civility. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, I I think it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes. I mean, look, you I don't know if it's just because it's, you know, a unique thing with it being a brewery, but um, you know, you don't hear about this stuff all that often. No. And I think it's the time, the place. Yeah. And the fact that it's, you know, it's it, breweries are kind of a big deal right now. And right. So that's going to be part of the news. Playing devil's advocate here, and I know this won't be a popular opinion. Go on. Is I understand we live in a culture where everyone is very sensitive, mm-hmm. and, and racism is never acceptable at any right. point in time. However, I don't want to get into that feedback where it's, um, you, you know, guilty to prove an innocent kind of thing. Right. We're only hearing both sides of a story just word of mouth. We, there's been no pictures of these printers and stuff, you know. Sure. And this is all done. After, I, okay, I don't believe he was treated fairly. Okay. At all. But at the same time, if three out of how many people work there are causing this racist problem, it doesn't mean that everyone in the whole company is... Oh, sure. Complaining. But it, it does put a whole damper on the entire reputation of the whole company. Right. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. I think the other unfortunate thing is that in, in the social media landscape, it's very, like, guilty before proven innocent. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I can't say that I'm going to go out of my way to get a founder's beer right now, though. Um, yeah. And this is bad timing. Yeah. Because CBS comes out this week. Yeah. And that is one of my favorite beers of all time. Yeah. And I feel guilty getting one, but it's... Oh, man. I know, but it's like... It tastes like racism. <laughs> You know, I mean, and you know, who knows? I mean, again, it might come out that all this is false, and like, yeah, you know, and, and but I, I find it, I find it so hard to believe that a lawsuit comes up from a firing from a year ago. Right? Does it take that long for it to get rolling? Did he do it like very soon after, or is he well, just doing well, it now? Well, finally, final an actual lawsuit, right, uh-huh. where you're getting all your facts together, takes a hot minute. Sure. Right. But do you have to like initiate it? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You have to initiate it and they serve the person and whatever. So let me understand that this has been an ongoing year process, not like it's a year later. Let's do a lawsuit. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can tell just by the way that everything's buttoned up. Right. You know, they haven't released anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some like, hey, like, let's try to fix this. Yeah. You know, there needs to be like repercussions for this, of course. I just hate the idea of an entire company going under the bus because some stupid people make stupid mistakes. Right. And I, and you know, I feel like I, as crazy as it sounds, right. I feel better for people who aren't involved in this. Right. Cause it's just, it, I mean, it's the 13th biggest brewery in the country. Right. But it's still an independent brewery to the point. It's, it's owned by a Spanish uh, distributor now. Okay. But they, um, you have another, you make a satellite location. Right. People make problems there. And then everything's just like it just comes up and you know right. destroys everything else. It's kind of crappy. Yeah. Like imagine if you did a business venture and then you spread out and then all this happens. I mean, it's kind of rough. Everyone's lawyers saying like, if you don't know what you're talking about, shut up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the you know because the, there's like PR to it, right? And then right. there's then there's the law side, mm-hmm. right? And from my understanding, their PR firm told them don't say anything, right? Right. It personally. And I think what we can see historically is that just doesn't work. Yeah. When you when you are of any size, right? Something even the smallest thing gets out, and it, it, it can 
ex- explode in two sure. seconds. Right? Especially with social media and, and how yeah. quickly everything spreads now. Funny thing is, is I feel like they waited too long to say something. And when they did say something, it was really bad. Right. It wasn't the right thing to say. <laughs> no. it, 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 it felt more like a don't shoot us right. type of thing and, and less of a, of a apology. apology. Which, you know, maybe they're feeling that way, but it's the wrong impression to give. Right. I would Awkward fire situation. their PR firm immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. It's, they're not doing it. That is legit their job. And right. they're not doing it well. Right. Exactly. <sighs> Disappointing. They yeah. put out a good product, but at what cost, right? Well, I can tell you the cost. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, other news of the week. CBS is coming out. Everyone pick up your packs. Have you had CBS before? I have, yes. It's, it's so good. It is good. Everything they put out is so good. I, I wish they just kept their shit together. Um, oh, totally random. I saw that on Kickstarter, Zombicide Second Edition is coming out. Yeah. What do you think about that? Apparently not good. Zombicide First Edition had a multitude of problems. Sure. Okay. It also has a million expansions for it. Oh, okay. It kind of feels that they're coming out with a second expansion. They're they're just milking the cash cow at this point. Okay, you know I I know plenty of people who who back the Zombicide Kickstarters just for the minis. Like they don't. Oh, the minis are fantastic. Yeah, they don't care about the game. They just want the minis. Yeah, I I bit into <laughs> I bit into the uh, <laughs> the Wolfsburg and the the medieval theme, the Black Plague. Yeah, game, I like right? it a lot. I'm big fan of that. It fits in my in my aesthetic, if you were. They also have the Invader one, which is the space. I did not know that. Yeah, they have zombies in space. Yeah. You know, and then the traditional zombicide is like, you know, modern, modern day, day, right? Like, you, you, there's a mall scene and there's right. a, you know, a school scene and whatever. George Romero style. Right, exactly. And it it just feels bad that they called it Zombicide 2. Okay. And didn't, like, call it another Zombicide season. Now, they are saying, like, hey, you know, we're going to have backwards compatibility for this stuff, yeah. but it's like, it feels bad if you already bought into the system, right? Um, Do you feel it's too soon for a second edition? I feel like there there's other avenues that could have gone down before doing a second edition. Now, all the other Zombicides, like the Invader and Black Plague, and even the there's a Green Orc one, they have continually made them better, right? Like the Black Plague one, they had, and the player boards... Like the the player trays, sure, and the the redesigned player cards, which are all cool. Invader had the had the cool like player uh, like sidekick dashboard. Yep, that you could add it onto it. And obviously, they didn't have that in in what I'm calling season one, which is the OG. base vanilla like yeah, Zombicide. Okay. Yeah. So are, is this second edition? It looked to me like it's just a re, re it's like a packaging re- of the first. Yeah, basically. But if it's still backwards compatible with the other ones, do you feel like, is there not enough rule changes that's going to screw it all up? Or um, we don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's some balancing problems. You know, okay. I think... I like the new artwork direction. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the refresh itself is fine. I think if I were to have been bought into Zombicide, I would feel really bad. Because... Do you feel like, like you have to rebuy Black Plague now or whatever? No, 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 not at all. Because it's a completely separate product. Okay. Right? But if I like, you know, it's not a cheap thing. No, right? We especially when we starting talk- hundred bucks. Starting, yeah. Well, let, let's say that you had bought all of the old Zombicide stuff. Right, right. You're talking easily fifteen hundred bucks. 
Yikes. For all of the Oh, for everything, yeah. yeah right? Um, and so then they come in and drop this, and the, the backwards compatibility pack, in the grand scheme of things, is pretty cheap. It's like 120 bucks, but it's still like 120 bucks. bucks. No, yeah. That's not cheap. Um, for someone and, like and me that's about to get into it, I think maybe... Yeah. And I honestly, I would have preferred it if they didn't have it be backwards compatible and just said, this is, Start a, again. This is a new thing. Because... The art is so different. It is very different. I think it's cool, yeah. but it's so different. Yeah. My main thing was, you know, how do the new player boards, how does the new rules, are, are they that much different that's going to feel like a different game? Or are they, are, oh, these, yeah. are they just cleaning it up? Or is it like a new system on us? Um, well, so Black Plague and OG's on the side were completely different. Okay. In the way that minions spawn and, the, you know, the game just got better. Right? It's similar to how, like, Imperial Assault built on Descent, yes. which built on Descent 1.0. Right. Right. That so, being said, I... Sorry, just a yeah. quick tangent. I have played Descent 2 with the Imperial Assault type of things, and it doesn't balance right. Right. Yeah. But it, it's just different. Yeah. It's right? Different. You, you, can't, you can't just add in that rule into a game that wasn't meant for it. it yeah, it right? doesn't work. So you, you, you... They just continue to, to build on it. Mm-hmm. I think, even though it's not balanced, like, the Imperial Assault way of doing things is still, like, my favorite way of doing things. Sure. And that's how I run D&D now, too. Right. Instead of doing our side, your side, I do it individual. Yeah. I think Somicide is is a great game. I don't understand the people that buy every version of it, but... No. You just need a bunch of zombie minis for something? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, if you have a bunch of friends that play it, you buy one, I buy the other, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, racism and zombicide. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to visit us at tablehopspodcast.com, leave us an iTunes review, or visit us on social media at Table Podcast. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and email us your feedback and questions to tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, good beers, good games, great, great times! times.